Welcome to another episode of Encounter with God Together. This week, I have Janet Morgan, our Executive Vice President, who was formerly the International uh, President of Scripture Union and Director, and thought she was retired, but we've pulled her out, and you've been going strong, haven't you? Yeah, it's been great. It's been really great, especially this summer down at the beach. Mm. Yeah, we were just together. Uh, uh, was that last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week and uh, it was terrific because we have been in uh, Shipbottom and Surf City on Long Beach Island for since about 1959, 1960. And it's lovely to see that ongoing work uh, for two weeks each summer at each place. Uh, that it's, it's still going. And of course, I reminded them that the very first beach mission that ever took place, or CSSM as they call it, um, happened in 1868, so yeah, great. <laughs> quite a legacy. And I just picked, it is. I just picked my daughter Phoebe up from uh, from the last day. And, yeah, she was a team member. On yes, yeah. that's, right. that's right. Yeah, that's great. And that's they great. reported they had 121 kids this, just this past week who came out and some um, some commitments of faith. Great, 121. Also. Yeah, that is. That is wonderful. Well, I also went to Virginia Beach uh, because, of course, we have a CSSM there as well. They were doing four days this time. A lot of them are local children uh, that come to that particular one, but it was going well as Excellent. well. And they were using Who is Jesus, which is the Scripture Union published uh, Super Kids uh, material. Right. So it was a lovely. Brand, right. That wants to use it. Yeah. Lovely scene. It come to life. It was. It was. Well, it was great to be with you. And um, thanks for for being on this week. It's good to have you uh, covering this week's readings. And uh, for those of you who have just tuned in and don't know uh, what we're about, we're a weekly video podcast that goes through our daily uh, Bible reading guide, Encounter with God. And uh, we just want to kick off the week with a look ahead at uh, this week's scriptures. And Janet, we're, we're in Corinthians. Yes, um, we, wow. were, we were in Job for a little while, and now we're in Corinthians, and uh, some tough passages. But I'm I'm sure you're going to handle them with care. Yeah. Very dense, very dense yeah. passages this uh, this week from one Corinthians chapter three, uh, verse eighteen through seven, uh, chapter seven eleven. And uh, let me just say that as I read ahead, uh, it was wonderful the work that John Harris has done on these particular passages. He has done mm. a terrific job so it made me think do i even need to <laughs> say anything uh more but um but what came to mind are a few things and it's 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 a bit of the backstory of this really that i want to remind our readers of and uh, one of those things is the very nature of corinth and uh what it was like for paul there and um because the people that he met in Acts, uh, in those chapters of Acts 18, um, he, uh, it mentions them in our readings this week, a number of people. Um, but just to remind you, as, as Paul had visited Athens and he was appalled at what he saw there, and particularly the number of idols that were being worshipped. And uh, then he got to Corinth. Corinth was a beautiful, beautiful, they say, commercial city, mm. strategically placed for trade between the East and the West. But uh, what he found there, of course, is that it was a culture that was really dominated by intellect, 
by wealth and the cult of Aphrodite. And as mm. we know, Aphra, many of us know, Aphrodite was an, uh, a Greek goddess, and uh, she that uh, they associated this 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 idol, this Greek god, uh, with the cult of love, lust, beauty, pleasure, passion, and procreation. Huh. And uh, so they believed that Aphrodite was immortal, was very powerful, and her special powers were those of love and desire. And of course they worshiped Aphrodite as a warrior goddess. She was the patron goddess of prostitutes as well. And so as he went into uh, Corinth, he could see that particularly their worship of this goddess, it just infiltrated and saturated everything that they did and everything that they were, in addition to being very wealthy and very intellectual and loving the debate. They just love to meet in those places. And so, of course, we know that... Um, Paul, when he went to Corinth, he one of the first things he did was he named he he uh, met a Jew named Aquila, and uh, also his wife Priscilla, and it was because they had had to leave Rome when Claudius had ordered all the Jews uh, to leave, mm -hmm. and it says that Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed with them and he worked with them. And every Sabbath, he would be down at the synagogue trying to persuade the Jews uh, and the Greeks of the truth of Jesus Christ. But he was there for about a year and a half there and mm -hmm. got to know, of course, uh, Aquila and Priscilla very well, love them. And then when Timothy and, and Silas met them, he, uh, he was able to then uh, devote himself to preaching full time. And of course, it says that he went to the Jews and when they opposed him, they also became very abusive. So finally he said, okay, that's it, I'm done. And uh, he said, he shook out his clothes and uh, said, your blood be on your own heads and I am now going to the Gentiles. And that's what he did. He mm -hmm. focused on working with these heathen people <laughs> who to them you know when he was working with the jews he was also trying to help them understand the the law and how the law of god was fulfilled and now there were god-fearing gentiles as well god-fearing greeks but when he went to them he was faced with that particular culture and trying to make sense of the truth of christ for them in their uh, of course uh, in their intellect in their wealth and also in their devotion to this uh, cult of Aphrodite. Uh, but that's what he did for a year and a half. And then, so that's important, Aquila and Priscilla, because when he left for Ephesus, he took them with him. Hmm. And it was in Ephesus then we find that Apollos appears, who's going to appear in our readings this week. Uh -huh. And uh, Apollos met Priscilla and Aquila. He was a very learned man, eloquent. He was a Jew of Alexandria. He was well acquainted with the scriptures and the Jewish religion, but his teaching was more about what the coming of John the Baptist 
had fulfilled. He was acquainted with the baptism of John for the forgiveness of sins, but he was unfamiliar with the rest of that good news of what Jesus Christ did in his death and his resurrection. And so that's where Aquila and Priscilla came in. They explained to him, it says, the way of God more accurately. And then, of course, Apollos preached Christ, they said, with great zeal and great power. And uh, after he had preached in that area, he then went to Corinth. Apollos did. Mm. And he will turn up in our readings today because a lot happened. They were clearly very, um, they were, they were very impressed with what Apollos had to say. And uh, they became so attached to him, as we'll find in our readings, that a schism then appeared uh, in the church. Uh, some were saying, I am of Paul, and others were saying, well, I am of Apollos. I follow Paul, I follow Apollos. Uh, so here in this reading this week in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul is writing to, you have to remember, relatively new Christians. And it was actually in response to a letter that they had written to him trying to clarify a number of things. They were inquiring about marriage and about eating meals sacrificed to idols, you know, many of those things that had been mentioned before. And so he, in his letter back to them, he addresses two main issues. One is the divisions in the church and particularly the schism that had arisen between the followers of Paul, the followers of Apollos. And the other thing that he spends a lot of time addressing in two of the chapters is the problem of sensual immorality. So what was so common in their culture had continued as people came into the church, as they became believers. So they were trying to figure it out. Uh, here they were. They didn't have the law that uh, that they had been raised in. They just, it was this culture that was, it was dominated very much uh, by wealth and intellect and, uh, and immorality. <laughs> so in this week, what I'm going to do is suggest to you that as you go through these readings, one of the things that you might want to look for are the contrasts. Mm. Uh, look what's happening in the church and, uh, and then say, look at the contrast to what Paul is saying. This is the life you know, but this is what life in Christ and being the people of God looks like. So you know this. And this is happening, but this, so look for those contrasts. In chapters three and four, he's looking at divisions that exist. I am a Paul, I am a, uh, a Paulist. And uh, they're still dominating in the thinking with this intellect and who is the most eloquent and who can make the greatest cause in the debate. Um, and uh, he says to them, don't deceive yourselves. If you think you're wise by the standards of this age, you know, you look at wisdom as one thing, but what you're looking at as wisdom in your culture is foolishness to God. In God's standard, it's foolishness. So that contrast of the two. And, uh, and he says, no more boasting about being human leaders. Uh, you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Uh, so you're no longer 
in you know you you're no longer one of these people your identity is no longer found in your culture and in your intellect and in your wealth it is found in christ and mm. christ is of god uh, so he contrasts uh, those two and in chapter four he tries to help them see what then true apostleship looks like and you know he is an apostle so when they think apostle mm. they must have thought whoa powerful <laughs> person great preacher who <laughs> describes it is this and this is my favorite verse i must say in the whole bible in the this, whole bible yeah i wow. love this verse this then is how you ought to regard us as servants of christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries god has revealed mm. that is an amazing statement mm. both in who they are servants of christ now even the word servant for them would have been a, a bit difficult yeah. yeah but then he says it is through this that god has actually entrusted the very mysteries of god to servants Whew. how yeah. could we have understood it I mean, some of these, you know, some of the verses that you're going to read this week, some of the chapters and passages, um, they're very dense, as I said. But not only that, you know, he speaks directly to their culture as well. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't have a, a really in-depth understanding of the Corinthian culture. I mean, what I read and what I'm able to grasp. Um, but he speaks directly into them very dense uh, so try to find those contrasts to more to, to better understand what it is he's trying to say mm. so in contrast to intellect intellect or wealth in which they would find their identity in contrast paul describes them as puffed up boastful arrogant uh, in contrast to this servant servant leader to whom God has entrusted the very mysteries uh, of God. So all through these chapters, he's using those. And he goes on in chapter five to seven to talk about the problem of their sensual immorality. And, you know, that, that sensuality that involves the gratification of the senses, the physical, sexual, you know, those pleasures that they were so used to and that were so common uh, in, their con in their culture as well. And so he, he addresses that. He addresses incest. He addresses lawsuits. He addresses fornication and talks about the sacredness of the body. He addresses marriage and divorce, even those who are unmarried and uh, those who are widows. And what he says to them is, you're taking pride. Not, not only are, you, are people engaged in this who are actually believers and a part of the church, but you're boasting about it. Mm. You're reveling in these acts uh, of, of incest. And, and he said, you know, 
you really should no longer uh, be involved in these things that you were before, the festival of Aphrodite. But instead, you should, your mind should be changed and transformed uh, by God. And you should be celebrating Christ, our Passover lamb, that festival. And uh, to keep that festival with, with bread leavened, uh, and uh, rather than this wickedness and this malice uh, with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So again, there's the contrast. Here they are, malice and wickedness. And he says, no, it's now your life uh, really should be guided by sincerity and truth, hmm. not malice and wickedness. And, and you certainly should not be boasting about it. Uh, he said, so don't and quit boasting. Uh, and, and not only that, have nothing to do with these people in the church. Now, here's an important point he makes. I don't, I'm not asking you, he said, to come out of the world. That's the way the people of the world are going to be. I'm not saying don't have anything to do with them. It's, the problem is it being uh, that believers still engaging in those uh, things that they were engaged in. Uh, in that culture uh, of um, of sensuality and of uh, and wealth. And uh, so he says, do away with it. Put out of your fellowship the man who continues to do this, the person who continues to do this, should no longer be a part of your fellowship. Um, so, but I, I, I love that contrast of the malice and wickedness mm -hmm. opposed to sincerity and truth and he talks about lawsuits and mainly again this is not about lawsuits outside with people outside of the church but those within the church and he talks about how you know there should be unity uh, and he says you used to be of this world thieves and slanderers and drunkards and swindlers and you have every reason in that case to be judged uh, by the world but he says, but you're different now. It is different. You're washed. You're, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and this by the spirit of our God. So again, there's the contrast uh, of the things of the world and the way that they not only behave, but the way they think that being a thief and a slanderer and a swindler is okay and still be a Christian and a person of God. Um, and then he turns his attention, of course, to sexual uh, immorality. Now, again, that came from their thinking of, I have the right to do anything I want. Well, no, you're no longer, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. lo no longer a matter, he says, of what you want and desire as sexual gratification and what pleases you. Um, they needed to start making their choices in keeping with not what pleases themselves and brings them pleasure, but what pleases God mm -hmm. and what God wants. Uh, <clears throat> being honoring to God in every part of your being, including your body. Mm. So it wasn't a matter just of behavior but the way that they were not allowing God to dominate their thoughts and their purpose and their choices. 
uh, that they were to uh, make. And then in chapter seven, he goes on to talk about married life. And again, he contrasts it before they became Christians and what it should look like now. Mm. Uh, so those contrasts are really important throughout the whole of this. And like I said, John Harris, he has done such a good job yeah. uh, with these passages of scripture. But look for those contrasts and remember uh, that when Paul mentions these people, the backstory to that with Apollos and with uh, Priscilla and Aquila and uh, what he, that he stayed there for a year and a half with these people, he loved them. And he wrote this from Ephesus. He loved these people. You can tell it in his writing. Um, so it is written to the church about what is happening in the church. And he, he, he says, you can't expect those without God to think or behave in a godly way. But we can expect those who do know God to think and behave in a godly way and in a way that is honoring to God. So here are people that are in transition, uh, in transition from a culture that is dominated by intellect, by wealth, by that sensual cult of Aphrodite and moving to finding their identity, not in that, uh, but in Christ, uh, the servant king. Mm. And it's not just about behavior, but the breath, the very way that they think and allowing the spirit of God to guide them in every area of uh, their lives. So he uses all sorts of contrasts to help them recognize the difference uh, between the two. And also, of course, to lead them into a fuller understanding of what being God's people was like. So I hope you enjoy the week of readings, the death passages. So look for those contrasts and enjoy John Harris's commentary. Yeah, good. I enjoyed it as well as I, as I peeked ahead. Mm. And uh, I think you brought out some really good points about context and audience and, mm. and uh, culture, which are important to keep in mind uh, as we read. And I think uh, the, the writer of the notes, John, did a good job of bringing some of those things in as well. Yeah. So it'll be a week, a week of learning and understanding and reflecting on, on uh, what it all means. Yeah. So thank you, Janet. It's my pleasure. My my pleasure. It's been it's been great to look ahead. Yeah. Thanks so much. And well, uh, have a good week. And uh, I know you're still traveling. You're going back home to uh, Oklahoma. I am. I'm in Tennessee right now, and and on my way back tomorrow to Oklahoma. So well, thanks for giving us some time tonight, late at night, before your early morning drive. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, All right, yeah. everyone. And if you want to get uh, your own copy of the readings, you can go to our website if you don't already have them, read them online, subscribe to them in your email, or you can even join as a member and receive the printed copy each quarter in your mailbox. So we hope you'll join us if you're not already. And uh, have a great week. Bye for now, Janet. All right. Thanks now. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.